0: Hello, good day everyone. Welcome to another episode of Magic the First Pioneer's Podcast. This podcast is all about the Pioneer format and we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Pioneer. I'm your host Kevin Finkel, joined
1: here by my co-host. Hey everybody, I'm Ryan. i the cardboard samurai out of the uh, Yokohama area of Japan. Just
0: outside of Tokyo. Just outside of Tokyo. So, welcome, welcome. We are no special guests this week, but just the two of us and that means we're going to be uh maybe a little bit more casual than we are on
1: our guest episodes where we're, you know, trying to be pros. Yeah, I thought, you know, today we could probably just take a quick look at the the developing meta game and, you know, kind of see what decks are out there. We've we've we talked about brews last time. We've seen a lot of brews, a lot of spicy brews since last time. So, I thought we could start off today by maybe uh, talking about that, and then maybe a little bit later we can get into some more competitive stuff. What do you think?
0: Yeah, we've got a good topic for today, which is going to come a little bit later. I also like the idea of just looking a little bit at how things are going so far. On uh, you know, we're, we're looking mostly at the Moto meta game here, since that's what tournaments have you know tournaments events competitive Magic has really been so far, and I think that's the uh, par for the course for Pioneer. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is also going to be a little bit of a look back. You know, we're a few weeks out from our set review now as well as our brew episode, how are we doing?
1: You mean, like, how are we doing, like, as far as, like, our picks, or, like, what do you, what do you a,
0: a little bit. So, like, you know, you, you'd you want to look first at new lists, but I wanted to say, you know, we had this brew episode, and we, you know, we talked about really seven lists. I had one meme one that I threw in at the end there, but of those seven lists, you know, we're seeing in soul decks, we're mm-hmm. seeing Vehicles decks, we're seeing, um, what was your
1: third one? Yeah, it was I had InSoul, uh... I had in soul and I had um, mech titan. I think, no.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you had you had a vehicles deck, you had an soul deck, you had a humans deck. All of those are seeing uh yeah. play right now. We're yeah. seeing five O lists from them. Uh you know we had, a we had Claudio on he brought us Yep, I had a Grease fame deck yeah. and I had a uh what was my other one that I presented to us? I think it was five oh, colors falling apart here. Was
1: janky and was glorious.
0: Oh no, I I had some real ones. Yeah. But but so <laughs> um Claudio brought us the Oh I had a light pause deck, was my yeah,
1: other one. Yeah, that was the other one. Yep, yep.
0: So I had Grease Fang Light Paws and then Claudio brought us a enigmatic list and he brought us a red black artifacts list. So all of those things are 100% showing up in the meta right now. I felt like we did a great job at getting some early brews out Mm -hmm. there because I think that's been a very, you know, clearly other people have had similar ideas in that those are what are really shaping the meta game right now. And some of those movers and shakers we talked about are exactly what I think we're going
1: to talk about today as being uh, big new players Mm -hmm. in the Pioneer meta. Yeah. So, yeah, did you want to run through the uh, cards we had previously talked about on our set review first, then? Or do you want to do this? Yeah, yeah, first? let's do a little bit of that. Um, but we we
0: could talk about it Both kind of together, you know, tandem. I
1: think. Yeah, okay,
0: yeah, kind of in tandem. Um, I mostly want to call us out, you know, yeah. less on the set review and more on the, the Brew episode as being, I think we did a really strong job at showing an example early on of what uh what some big new things are
1: going to be. Yeah, yeah, true, true. yeah Pat ourselves on the back, you know. So I got our old set review document open. I don't know if you have it open yet, but you uh, know I thought we could just kind of do the Wooburg, just kind of go through the cards that you know we really we were, uh, heavy on or uh, you know passionate about, and then talk about you know if uh, that card's seeing play or not. So- okay, I think a quick one is probably a good idea. You know,
0: we we don't need to go through every single card again because some of these still may find a home, but. Uh, yeah, what what are you interested in that we did right or wrong?
1: I, I went pretty hard for uh, Lion Sash, and I don't think that's seen any play so oh, far. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like it. It. Uh,
0: it definitely has failed to to perform a little bit. I, I think part of uh, one thing that I've said recently about like why I think Lion Slash has fallen a little bit flat is that when you have scheduling news in play, it kind of is your monosync. Yeah. So the reconfigure is also a monosync. So it's like a monosync on a monosync. Makes it kind of weak, especially because you know it starts smaller than the scavenging ooze. And if you configure it onto something, then it's even smaller still. You yeah. know, you would need to have two
1: counters on it already before it's the size that scavenging ooze was at. Yeah, and we really don't have a, a a uh equipment deck yet. We have an insul deck, but uh, we don't have decks that want equipment. And that's probably the number one reason why it's not sync play. Because maybe, maybe. that's secondary, yeah, at least not specifically. Better.
0: Yeah, the secondary effect. Um, March of, of Otherworldly Light yeah. is one that I want to say that I I tried to be hesitant on. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, maybe this doesn't, maybe this isn't as strong as it looks, and it's actually been stronger, I think, than what my uh, my seon was. It like I wasn't saying this is going to be a bad card, mm-hmm. but I was definitely thinking that we should be slow to uh, adapt it and it's it's done better than i expected. So that's what i'm happy to say has done better. Uh, light pause, it, you know yeah. that. I was <laughs> i was 100% on light pause yeah. and
1: that has been just as good as expected. Yeah. So that, that one i'm glad on. I don't think Auras has really put up a lot of good finishes yet, but i've seen everybody playing light pause and be like this is a great car. So. Oh yeah. yeah. So and it's had some it. finishes.
0: You know, it, it doesn't it's one of those things where I think all of the uh, the auras lists are going to look similar. Like if you see a five zero dump, you are not going to mm-hmm. see four different auras decks because a majority of the same core is going to be the same. There is probably not enough different cards in it mm-hmm. for uh, for people to try things differently. Whereas we're seeing you know three four different kind of grease fang decks mm-hmm. because people are really trying to see exactly what the best yeah. shell is for that that combination
1: yep. of cards. Um, another card that I think I talked about was, uh, Michiko's reign of truth, which was kind of like your, uh, I think that it seemed play in auras as well, uh, along with uh, light Paws. So, you know, it basically is ethereal armor, uh, 10 and or 11 and 12, oh, no, sorry, sorry, nine and 10. The plus. On, so plus I one. have not seen that
0: in auras and, uh, I don't think I want to see it in auras, really? but I think
1: we called it correctly on
0: the show that
1: the place that wants it is in soul artifact. Really? In soul artifact? I saw this in Oracle. Yeah, absolutely. I saw this. I was hmm. checking out a list on um uh Goldfish before this, and I saw someone playing four of these in like a five list, so. But uh we can check that out later, yeah, I guess. Mostly
0: this has been showing up in, in Soul Artifact, uh because you know, they're they are running so many artifacts. Mm-hmm. This targets you know, rather than being uh going all in like you know, they used to run all the glitters, this lets you be you know, Put it on this thing one turn, put it on this thing the next turn, and then you get the creature that sticks around at the end. Mm-hmm. It's been
1: really powerful. Yeah, okay. Uh, I think another card that I talked about was Hotshot Mechanic. I thought that that would be a really good card for curing. We haven't seen so many vehicle decks. I mean, we have in Not too much, yeah. I think people are brewing with it still. I'm not going to say this is like a total wash. I just don't think that those. Vehicle decks have put up the numbers yet or haven't had the uh, results yet. But I still think it has some potential. Seems
0: to be it seems to be about where it was previously. Um looking forward at blue, mm-hmm. you know, I think there wasn't too much on blue we had gone big on. Uh, I had said I was pretty low on the ninjas and they have not been showing yeah. up. Well, you know what there was there was one ninjas list I saw, but overall I'm not too big on the ninjas.
1: Uh I know uh, I've seen some uh I wouldn't say they're like amazing decks, but I saw someone do a paradoxical outcome deck with moon snare prototype. Yes, so, absolutely. So, and, uh, so that's pretty cool.
0: Almost included one of those lists on our brew episode, but uh, I thought that people were already doing a good job with it.
1: And I also have seen a lot of people uh, brewing up Esper uh, vehicles with, like, Mobilizer Mac, which mm, we talked about. Yes. Uh, again, that's kind of
0: that same vehicles deck that's been doing something.
1: Yeah. Um, anything else in Blurity when we move on to Black. No, I'm happy to keep it. Well, we'll let's keep moving it quickly
0: here just to kind of say our our highs and lows uh, for each color. What do you want to talk about in black? You know, black, I think we we called out that there wasn't too many cards, but Blade of the Oni, Mukatai Soul Ripper, both being uh, Mm -hmm. cards from Mono Black Aggro. And I've seen both of them show up uh, and not much outside of that. Was it Claudio that talked about Mukatai Soul Ripper? I think. Yeah, I mean, we we were all uh, saying that's a good one.
1: Um, but Muktai, I, I I was just looking at this uh, the other day when I was looking uh doing research for this episode. There's a really cool uh, mono black uh aggro deck out there that's playing the uh what was it, the the two one that can't block that has the raid that lets you bring it back. Um that's in there. Oh, uh, so Blood, Soak Champion. There, Blood yeah. Soak Champion. Yeah, that that's definitely the card that uh, combos Heap, best with this. But also Scrap Heaps grounder. And a number of other cards that's like, all right, you can doesn't matter if you sacrifice them, they're just going to come right back. Works really, really good mm-hmm. with Mukutai Soul Ripper. So uh, I really liked that That's in some play. Uh, anything else? I don't know if there's anything else we talked about.
0: No, I think we didn't talk too much about black. Uh, red had a number of ones we talked about as maybe being okay. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I haven't seen too much red aggro lately, yeah. but we have been seeing a little bit of things like you know, Experimental Synthesizer was one that uh, I think I want to say across cross was big on. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these one drops have been showing up in non-zero mounts. The Kumano Faces Kakazan is one that I didn't expect to be quite so good. I've been impressed with it because of the fact that it triggers prowess, but then comes back as a creature. So I mm-hmm. like that.
1: Um, yeah, but the Ronin uh, has definitely seen some play in the amount of red decks. Uh, or other like red aggro decks. I think red black uh, aggro is playing the Ronin. Uh, I I was really high on Lizard Blades. I thought that I would see some play in insel But I think just white blue insoles is too too strong right now. It's too good of a deck uh, against the meta game. Maybe we'll see you know Lizard Blades see some play later on when people go back to red black. Um, anything else? Yeah, let's
0: keep it moving with green. Maybe yeah. you know green. Yeah. I think we had kind of said that there wasn't much that was good and. Uh, I almost want to say that it's done worse than we even said, because I don't think, you know, there's
1: very little green showing up of the new cards. Nobody's playing anything, really? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess it's not really a green card. Yeah. I was going to say the land, but. (laughs) Yeah, well,
0: we'll we'll, we'll get to that one, too.
1: Uh, How about. Uh, What do do you think about multicolor? So I know I've seen Claudio's playing Oni Colta Anvil. He was, uh, how can I say, uh, brewing with that. I don't think anybody else has been playing it recently. Had... Um, everyone has been playing it. Yeah. I actually think it's one of the most played cards from this set. Really? I was going to say
0: that this might be. We probably have to count this as a miss because you know we thought it was going to be interesting. Claudio saw it, it has though. been extremely good in the in the format. Is that... know, it's showing up in the red black sacrifice list, uh-huh, the junk uh-huh. sacrifice lists, um, some of the red black
1: you know, artifact blood, lists, blood and token those are straight. all using this. Yeah, that kind of deck. Yeah, uh, I'm guessing Gloom Shaker. I've seen show up as like one of in like a, uh, the. The decks that, how could I say, that are searching it up like the enigmatic. So I guess that's kind of it. That's pretty much a hit because you're not going to play that with four anyways. It's not going to be super popular. It's going to be a an, an all-star. and all-star. A, uh, what do you call Uh, It's going to be a role player. There we go. That's what I was looking for.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. Green, Greek thing, of course, you called it. So, do I get my props on Greasefang?
0: Yeah. You know, I, I was kind of joking. I said like, "Hey, you know, Greasefang, it's going to be the next Winota," um, and I was kind of trying to make a a bold statement there. And I don't think I was that far off from the truth yeah. in that it does sometimes feel very similar in that like you can play a reasonably fair deck with a Greasefang deck. You know, f- play a fairly a f- reasonably fair game with a Greasefang deck, but sometimes you're just going to put this guy into play. And it'll feel like the opponent can't do anything because they suddenly have 13 power of creatures on the board yeah. and they're yeah. just dead.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think I also agreed with you. I just didn't say think it was going to be as good as you said it was. But I think you were correct in... Uh, I, I made a bold claim yeah. and I'm happy to be paid off on that one. Yeah. You, uh, you. Uh, how can I say, called it. There we go. <laughs> um, it, All right, how about uh, artifacts? Because I think we've got a big
0: miss in there.
1: Uh, well see i haven't seen i mean i said Me- mech titan core and that hasn't seen any play for sure
0: yeah you know i i was bigger on containment construct than has actually shown up um i was expecting that one to do a little bit better uh the one i think that we kind of missed in that we didn't talk about it enough and it maybe was just because it was spoiled right near the end there it got a shout out was the uh the one that grows every turn yeah. so patchwork automaton it's two mana for a one one with ward two and whenever you have Another artifacts, spe- but whenever you cast another artifact, yeah. spell, you put a plus one plus one counter on it. Um, first of all, let me just shout out that guys, it's automaton is the name. Uh, you know, I know Saffron Olive pronounces it like automation, but <laughs> that's that just uh, trust me, I've seen a lot yeah. of bad pronunciations from this, and uh, you know, usually Saffron Olive
1: is the worst, but yeah. we
0: love them, uh, it, it's part of the <laughs> charm.
1: Yeah, I was actually considering putting that on our list, but I didn't think it was going to be good enough. I thought it was like, uh, you know, right in between, but yeah, it is cool to see that in deck, especially alongside uh was it Genius Smith? You know, like they both grow yes. whenever you play something. And I guess if Genius Smith was playable, that's how I sh- we should have approached it, you know. If people play Ingenious Genius Smith because it gets mm. bigger every time you play an artifact, then of course the automaton would would be would be good as well, especially since it is an artifact itself yeah yeah so
0: um and that ward 2 is nice for the kind of deck that wants to be you know doing a little bit of battle cruiser. you can't just uh yeah. push this unlike most things in the in that deck
1: i've seen so i wanted to say you know i i was pretty high on all the the vehicles uh i have seen people playing search hacker mech i don't think it's it's shown up in any of the uh how could I say uh like insult decks or anything like that yet? But a lot of brews are playing it, which is kind of Yeah, it's a, it's
0: not an insult deck because it's four mana, but that one's been showing up. You know, there was like a, wa- a mono white vehicles deck yeah, that I think yeah. has some legs and may continue to see uh play.
1: And I don't know if Rick and has or... been showing up yeah, here and there. Yeah, so yeah, so Rick and Rick Muster, I was gonna say as well. So like they still have potential, I think. Um You had talked about Eater of Virtue. I've seen that show up a little bit. Do You want to talk about that, or yep, that's been showing up in uh, in Soul. I think it was just another one that
0: I said, "Hey, this this should, at the very least, replace one of the uh, Ghost Fire Blades yeah. in Soul." And it does look really, really good when you get like flying haste on it, yeah, uh, and which is not hard to do.
1: Um, and then of course we had Lance uh, Mech Hanger is so much better than I thought it was going to be hmm i mean I've okay seen... I, I, see i had put uh
0: you, if you remember my uh top five list i'd put all of the uncommon lands as yeah. a uh as a number Cheater. on my top five list yeah I, maybe maybe yeah. um mech Hanger's definitely been the the star of that show secluded so courtyard i think we'll see some more home once people figure out if there's like a five color humans yeah. list I mean, we saw one in the five 0 but we'll, we'll see where we go with that yeah and i almost feel like roadside reliquary might be the top one being still slept on just uh-huh. because you know two mana draw two on a land is kind of insane mm-hmm. if uh if there's a deck that has a shell for it,
1: yeah, Claudio was really happy to to, uh, to play with um, secluded courtyard. He was trying out humans, and he's like, he's like, it, the mana base is so good now with that card. And I w- I wanted to actually mm. pick up a couple, but I think they were like two bucks a piece in Japan. The place I went to, so I'm like, no way, I'll wait, I'll wait. Um, Mech hanger, but yeah, Mech definitely grease thing decks. I see, I saw a control deck playing this with just like Parhelion as like their win con, and and like Mech to to crew it. Basically, and the rest is just like yep, all, yep. you know, uh, control cards. That's just insane to me. Okay, last thing about
0: our us reviewing how we did on our own review is you've gotten a chance now to see the five color land or the sorry, the channel lands in action. What do you think? <sighs> They're all same play, aren't
1: they? Yeah, they, they really are. All are. I mean, Boseiju's like in mono green. I think I saw some mono red decks playing Sokizan. They're like one or two ofs, though. Same thing with Takenuma. I haven't seen anybody go all in on them yet. And I mean, is that the right call? Do you want to play more? Like I, I think two is like the most I've seen as far as like the number of these lands in a deck. Hmm. I mean, I've got a list with
0: three of them, but I haven't been able to test it on Moto yet. Because mm-hmm. I do want to say that, you know, Playing three Besedju is 150 dollars or something like that. That's uh, we may see people reaching more to the two, three, four of these once they've uh come down to a price that's slightly closer to reasonable. Yeah. And and if they do, you know, maybe Besedju will hold its price with uh the ability of unfair things it's doing in modern and other formats. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think
1: that it needs to stabilize a little bit, or that will hold back some people from being able to play them. Yeah, but yeah, I definitely think they'll see play. Uh, they're all fine a spot so you know you guys i think we're all pretty high on on these so
0: all right let's go to our actual topic for the week because you we got we got pretty deep in this but that wasn't the main thing that i want to talk about for this week mm-hmm. yeah so yeah so the the topic you had brought up to me and i i was really into this idea is building a gauntlet of decks for testing um, so i don't know how you see this but what i'm looking at is hey i've got a brew i've been having some fun brewing up this deck i think it's powerful how do i test that proposition mm-hmm. you know often people will say oh we'll go and play it you know play it online maybe but you know you run it through one league or five leagues or 30 leagues is that giving you the best data on whether or not the deck is not only good but good against the existing meta yeah. so I would say that maybe a better usage of your time would be, if you can, build a gauntlet of decks and test against yeah. them. And we wanted to say, what's the best way to do that? What would you include in that gauntlet? And, um, yeah, pretty much go from there.
1: Yeah, I mean, that that's basically what I was thinking. Like, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this, to be able to test out, you know, my, my bruise and stuff like that. But also... Um if I had a chance to go back to Paper Magic and I just wanted to kind of explore the format a little bit more, what could I what what decks could I take and just play, you know, in between rounds, for example? Um, you know, just to kind of understand. That's a good way to do it too. Because you don't you don't Okay, so yeah.
0: So are you kind of looking at it it sounds like you're looking at it a little bit more casually of being like, "Hey, I've got some people that don't know Pioneer." And I wanna show them everything the format that, has to offer. Here's my gauntlet of eight
1: decks. That is, that, tr- is that what you're kinda of saying? That too, but I'm saying like I haven't really had a chance to play all of the other decks that are really good in the format. I have the cards, but I don't I've never actually hmm. played those decks. And one way to get better at playing Pioneer is to play all the decks. And I wanna develop, you know, those skills as my player. I wanna become, for example, a good Aura's player, so I know how Auras works and I know how Aura or how to beat auras, you know, or I want to become, you know, uh, I wouldn't say, okay, this is a lie. I I want to become a good control player. So I know how control decks work. <laughs> well, <laughs> for, I can tell example. you that I
0: play everything and I'm not the best player, but, but helps, I do think right? that, yes, it, it certainly gives me perspective on a lot of different decks and how they play.
1: You know, like I had these, like I said, I had these cards. Why not build them? And you're like, I, I want to play my, my bruise. I want to play my fun decks, but knowing how to beat them, like understanding how to beat them and what their important cards are and how your brew can, you know, uh, negate that uh, benefit. You know, that's important, I think. Yes. So, So.
0: Um. yes, I just want to like kind of reiterate. So we are kind of looking at this from two sides. It sounds like you're kind of just trying to talk more about learning the format. I really wanted to look at this from... Let's say I'm practicing for mm-hmm. a big event coming mm-hmm. up. You know, I think the SCG, uh, is it Indianapolis, is a, um, March. is a split event where one of the, yeah, March and one of the events of like the three person teams is Pioneer. Yeah. Um, if you were to prepare for that, you know, whether it's a brew or it's a top deck, what would you want to be testing it against? So, you know, you've got some group of friends to test with, or we'll discuss ways to test by yourself. What would be the best way to you know, throw this up against all of the meta decks?
1: All right, and and I will say this too. How I went about this is that uh, because it's a gauntlet, and I want to make the most decks uh, I can as possible. I tried not to use any decks that overlapped with cards or mana base or anything like that. Hmm. I don't know if you did that because, like, you know, if you have okay, to do so... enigmatic and you have to do uh, four color fires and you have to do Niv, it's like you're switching out the mana base every time you want to play. You know what I mean? Okay, so that's interesting.
0: So I'm definitely looking at it more from a terms of testing is that if I have 60 basics and sleeves and I've got the card names written on them, that's fine for me. If, okay. I, you know, if I were on a professional testing team, uh, I wouldn't need to have the actual card built out in real cards mm. because we're not playing, you know, we're not playing in a tournament center. We're not playing in an FM setting even. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, you can go beyond that. You know, don't don't buy fake cards. No, one's saying that. And I'm not even saying yeah. that for this. Yeah, but proxying literally just write a piece of paper and stick yeah. it in the sleeve and you're good or use ma- any of the many many free uh, programs online that can let you yeah. put together a test and play test it. So go ahead and build two decks on Moxfield, play test them on two different screens mm-hmm. and you can be goldfishing against yourself and do this 100 times a day if you mm-hmm, want to. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll get a thou- you'll get so many more reps in practicing like that. Um so you know, grab Cockatrice is, yeah. is another free program that lets you yeah put together decks and you know it's not a good place to get you know or to play against other people and get real testing but if you're playing against yourself you know goldfishing two decks that will give you a lot more insight you can play faster you know if you know the game is over you can just scoop it up because you're not hurting anybody's feelings by playing it through you can do things like hey i want to uh, so this is actually a thing that testing people will do is they'll say hey i want to know is this sideboard card good in the matchup Mm -hmm. so they will play a dozen sideboard games, and they'll start with that sideboard card in their hand just yeah. to say, hey, if I have this in this matchup, is it impactful? Um, which is a much better way than just, you know, you could play a thousand games on Moto, and if you only come up against that specific matchup two times, and you never draw that one of sideboard card, you might have no idea whether or not it actually makes a difference in the sideboard. You know, if it's a draw three in your grindy, if it's like a draw three in your aggro deck, and you're against a control deck... Mm-hmm. You might think that's good, but it could turn out that, hey, you know, the draw three doesn't matter because the opponent's card quality is higher. That's better off being another creature, you know, something like that. Okay. So, um, you want to... So, so I make the joke a lot. Yeah, sorry, I'm talking a lot. Yeah. You know, I, I make the joke a lot that, like, I do the most testing with the best player I know, which is myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it's I obviously know. a joke. I'm not the best player I know, but I do... Play a lot of solitaire games against myself. You know, pretty much any time I've got a free time, I'm just I just throw it up and uh be like, okay, here uh, I'll play my latest brew against Phoenix. I'll play my bre- latest brew against, etc. And
1: that's kind of the next topic is like, what what decks do we want to include? What should we be testing against every time? But I I know like your way is also good, you know, with the proxying and stuff like that. But you gotta admit, it does feel good when you're like, wow, I have the you know the cards for for this this deck i can play this deck i can take it with me to fnm sometime you know to actually have the cards because eventually you will have to buy the cards yes. so
0: that's fair that's fair and it depends on what your uh again depend that's where i'm kind of saying like depends on what your end goal is mm-hmm. here and i'm talking about let's practice against the highest level decks yeah and, and again there i don't want to scare anyone off like you shouldn't you shouldn't need to own don't feel 12 yeah. copies of every card in Pioneer just to be able to test at the yeah. highest level. Yeah. I, I, I'm saying that that's not necessary. No. thing.
1: Yeah. yeah, I'm doing it with the... Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm just doing this... Uh, how can I say... Uh, how do we call this? Uh, mental magic, I guess. I don't know if it's mental magic, <laughs> but I'm just doing this under... It's a uh, uh, thought experiment. There you go. Is what this thought for. experiment that I have only for, and I don't want to over overlap, so... But anyways, so let's start. Let's let's talk about what decks are going to be in this gauntlet. Do you want to just go back and forth? Well, can I uh yeah. can I
0: propose it from this side of things? You've got a new brew, you're interested in testing it. What's the first meta deck you would throw it up against in Pioneer?
1: Uh I would say probably Insole. Hmm. Blue Whites Insole. Okay. Um just because I feel like Insole is like the one of the best Luris decks out there. And it's, it's super aggro-y, you know, but it also has a lot of good removal and it has some tempos plays. I think it's a little bit faster than spirits as well, which was like my previous de facto blue white deck. Hmm. So I've seen a lot of insole. I think, yeah, that'd be one of the, that'd be one of them. I don't know if it's the top one, but it's one of the top ones that I would throw it against. I think.
0: I think that's interesting. I kind of, I like some of the methodology you're talking about there as, you know, it's an aggressive deck. It's going to put you on a quick curve. Yeah. Um, I do disagree about it having a lot of removal, though. It it is a kind of of removal light deck. Yeah. It's got a couple of things, but if you're playing something, you know, if you're playing, you're testing something really weird and it's really dependent on having these three creatures Uh in play to win, um, maybe you'll feel like your deck is better than it is because... This is the first thing you threw it against. I, you know, maybe, maybe not, I, but I think that that's that's yeah. a way to think about.
1: I would it. say Insul um, is really good against yeah. other
0: aggro decks. Like it, that is also true. So Insul takes some weird removal in order to stop its creatures. You know, mm-hmm. when you're playing against Insul, the whole game is going to be about racing Insul and stopping the most important battlecruiser cards. Yeah. Um. So that will kind of shape how your testing goes. For me, I think that the answer for me, it's either red-white aggro or Mm mono-red aggro. Um, Just to give you, you know, like you said, I want to have a quick curve against what I'm testing against, because it's important to know, like, hey, am I just going to lose the game before my plan happens? And testing against something with a reasonably fast curve is good for that. They've got reasonable removal at uh, speed. So if you're playing something that, oh, I have to have this uh, this X-Tube stick around for the entire game you know maybe red's gonna be the one to tell you that that's not the best plan um and i think the other one that for me does that really well is phoenix Mm -hmm. um phoenix can be weird to test against because they can just steal games out of nowhere with a thing in the ice flipping or taking extra turns yep But other than that, it is a, you know, it's a reasonable speed deck, it takes reasonable things to answer its plans, and it interacts a proper amount for what a testing deck really should. So I feel like playing a deck against Phoenix in the blind will usually give you a reasonable idea of what the speed of Pioneer
1: is. Yeah, Phoenix is definitely on my list, Uh, one of the top decks to play against. Uh, You were talking about Red White Aggro, are you talking about Heroic or some other build? i was talking more about burn you know
0: i'm playing swift spears and um you know maybe eidolons if that's disruptive but uh i what what i like about you know maybe even mono red is that i don't want to be overly disruptive in the decks that i'm testing against so Mm -hmm. you had mentioned spirits um spirits is running a lot of counter spells it's very much a tempo deck Mm -hmm. so the games you play against spirits aren't going to look a lot like the deck the games you play against broader meta Mm -hmm. um so just at least for the first game or two i would like to test my brew against something that's not going to be you know holding up a counterspell at every opportunity because not every deck's going to have counterspells and similarly i would prefer to avoid like a super heavy thought discard deck Um, those are existent in pioneer Mm -hmm. you you should include them in this gauntlet a little later on but probably not as the first deck i'm looking at Mm -hmm. okay You know, see if the game plan works, and then see if the game plan works into counter spells and discard. And uh, so, you know, it's kind of a, and that's kind of where we're building gauntlets. We're saying, okay, first, do you, can you compete in the race? So we're using a deck that's just going to race you. Maybe have a little bit of interaction, but it's not throwing you off your plan. And that's you're saying in soul. I'm saying red burn or red, white burn, something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, then let's go with something that has a little bit more interaction maybe has some counter spells or another plan after board maybe that's where we're saying phoenix mm-hmm. or we're saying um you know we're, we're kind of building the gauntlet as we go here uh and after that yeah so maybe um red black would be another good one for your your kind of next level yeah i have and then third I think it's also important to throw in the occasional deck that's like, hey, you need to have the right answer. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't go too heavy on those in a testing gauntlet. Like if it's, um, I don't think there's too many decks in the format right now that are like this, you know, maybe Lotus Field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And testing against Lotus Field feels less important than do you have the sideboard cards or not. Mm Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean, like m- maybe for a slower deck. Yeah, I-, I feel like I'm talking a lot here. Jump in, and then I'll I'll, I'll shut up for a minute. <laughs> no,
1: I mean I, I totally agree. You know, uh, I think Lotus Field would definitely be on my my list. I think you can pretty much build it with like just blue and green. Like I said, how I approached it, I try not to do overlaps. So um, Lotus Field wouldn't doesn't really have any cards that overlap with anything else. So it definitely would be part of my um, my gauntlet uh, of of decks to play against because you do need to have some kind of uh, plan against combo decks. I can't think of anything else. I mean, like, we have Jeskai Ascendancy that uses a lot of, of mana. And, I don't know, I think Lotus Field is just a little bit more optimized at the moment, so... So, yeah, Um uh,
0: I think that's... It's back and forth. Jeskai Ascendancy is it's not as easy to answer as it looks mm. i would say because you you do have interactive games against ascendancy um, maybe that makes it a better one for the gauntlet than lotus field mm-hmm. what i was trying to say is something like we don't have it in the meta right now but when rally was really popular it was do you have graveyard hate yeah. in your sideboard if yes you probably win if no you will always yeah. lose yeah it's not super important to test against that matchup a ton of times because it's going to come down to that dichotomy yeah. and pioneer for the most part isn't that linear where a single sideboard card beats it you know if you're looking at something like legacy dredge Mm -hmm. that's going to be even more so do you have the graveyard hate if not there is no way you win yeah sort of answer um but those are i think less important to get the reps in because you'll have less of an idea of how the matchup feels and more of do you have your sideboard cards and have you drawn them or your hate cards and have you drawn them so I did want to come back mm. to one important thing though, and I think that let's let's see if we differ on this because I would say when you're building decks for your gauntlet, zero creativity.
1: These should be 100% net decks. Yeah,
0: that that's at least where I'm seeing it. Were you coming off of it in the same place? Yeah,
1: pretty much. I mean, I would just grab uh stuff. You know, some I don't know 50 finishes. Anything, the biggest event you can get. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think biggest it's event the you can get. You know, like And I would say it's maybe better to have, uh, I know there's some people like, especially like in Japan that like to do a lot of one-offs, uh, you know, just kind of like they know the deck so well that they understand how to use the, these cards and they just switch mm-hmm. it all up. I would go for something that has a little bit more optimization or a little bit more, uh, redu- not redundancy, but uh, efficiency. I mean, do you agree with that? Yes. You know, like yes, and that's exactly what I'm going for. So it's like
0: maybe, maybe you, when you're playing red black, you're like, oh man, I love to have my one Obnixilus in my yeah. deck, um, just because that's a card I love and I want to try it out. But if you're putting the deck into your gauntlet, maybe there's a matchup that Obnixilus is going to be really good against mm-hmm. that the stock version of the deck isn't, and it's going to change your perspective on that matchup yeah. in a way that it shouldn't. Um, so really, use the stock list. Like I love to, you know, anytime I see a list and I'm trying to test it out. I love to make decks my own, but I, I do resist that urge when I'm talking about decks for my gauntlet. You know, I keep them kind of separate. I've got a whole list of deck lists that's like, okay, this is my stock mono red. And then maybe I've got three versions of it that's like, oh, here's my runo red mm-hmm. testing out this card. Here's my red black testing out some other card. But I still keep that stock list, and that's the one that I will always be testing against in my gauntlet so i know more like what an actual game against that it's going to look like
1: so you know we were talking about having being able to to race you know being able to race against one of those fast decks um we talked about being able to beat combos with so something like lotus field or Jeskai ascendancy um we talked about being able i guess is it phoenix is kind of tempo it's such a combo. weird it, it, that is
0: probably one of the toughest questions i love to ask Pioneer yeah. players is like hey uh what what do you define uh, phoenix as is it combo uh-huh. is it control is it aggro is it tempo is it you know because that's kind of everything mm-hmm. it uh, it's definitely a unique and interesting deck that i don't think falls into the traditional categories that magic lays out for mm-hmm. you
1: so uh what about mid-range or control let's talk about what would you include those in your gauntlet and which ones would you include I
0: definitely think a control deck is an important thing to have in the Gauntlet because there are decks that just struggle into control. Mm-hmm. And I also think that control is something where you can't intuitively know what's best to sideboard into it. Mm-hmm. Like I was kind of giving the example earlier, but like if you're you know worried about aggro decks, you can include more sideboard cards that are like, okay, more sweepers, more early removal. These are gonna make me better against this aggro list. But if you're talking about control, it's a lot harder to be like, hey, will adding a draw two to my sideboard help me or hurt me? Because Mm -hmm. maybe I can draw two, but those cards I draw are still going to be worse than the cards in their hand. Or, you know, I'm going to put some big bomb in my deck, and when I draw it, it's going to beat control. Okay, but they have a counterspell for it. You're never going to cast that. Mm -hmm. So, like, those kind of things kind of need to be tested out a little bit more than they can just be uh, grasped intuitively. Mm -hmm. So I do think that testing against control is really important. Even if it can be kind of boring, you know, playing a thousand deck matchups against control is not that much fun for anybody as and that's someone who that, that's coming
1: from someone who does
0: enjoy playing control most of the
1: time. So would you go uh, black, blue, would you go blue, white or some, something else for your, your I zone? think blue, white, uh, just again, because
0: I want to play what I'm expecting to see the most. And for me, blue, white definitely looks like the most popular.
1: Okay. With the uh, uh, Supreme Verdict and and all that fun stuff. Devin, Devin, sorry devin's veto De- dovin's Sorry. dovin's veto
0: yeah so Devin. you'll play against absorbs play against dovin <laughs> vetoes play against supreme verdicts and see if you know hey you maybe you've got an elves deck you're testing yeah. out do they survive in a world where some people are playing so, uh, supreme verdict or is that matchup going to be unwinnable for you
1: okay so uh last one i think mid-range what mid ranges would you include uh include in this uh this gauntlet of yours
0: you know, that's tough, or at least I think it's tougher. I don't mind something, like, black and interactive. So Vampires is one that I feel pretty good against testing against. You know, it's got a lot of removal. So that's a mid-range? But it's also... That, that's a pretty mid-range okay. deck, yeah. The, the white-black Vampires deck is very mid-range. Okay. I also don't think Niv is a terrible one to include in your gauntlet as a star of the format. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you're something like a mid-range yourself, Niv tends to be the one that uh, is... A little bit bigger as far as mid range goes, mm-hmm. so it's a good thing to test against because you you need to know what are the important cards in your mid range matchups. What might you have to do different if that matchup comes up?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think we pretty much covered everything, like as far as from a professional uh, standpoint. As far as like you know, if you want to test against the best decks and have kind of like some uh, experience against you know each archetype. So, this leads me into my my last point that i wanted to ask you is like kind of like coming from my position I have you know a set one play set of like all these cards what's the most efficient way for me to build a gauntlet for myself like if i if I can make one you know you know like a mm. like i don't know one control deck one uh mid range deck one uh uh, I don't know, combo deck and like, I don't know, maybe two, okay. two or three aggro decks. What, what would your uh, choices be for that? How, how would you use your cards most efficiently to build, Ooh. uh, you know, <laughs> your
0: gauntlet? You know that's a tough question, and and there my answer would probably be hey if you don't have two copies of them write write the name on one <laughs> yeah. and then actually play the other. But can I add one more point to the competitive just because we didn't mm-hmm. we didn't mention it is new hotness um, if something like this new Greasefang deck this new Auras deck are really showing up quite a lot in uh in Gauntlet you know in in when you're playing on mtgo mm-hmm. or at your local f whatever it is um if you're expecting to see those a lot i think it's important to add those to your gauntlet mm-hmm. as a stock form um make them something you've got reps against especially when it's something that plays pretty differently than what one of the existing decks mm-hmm. is you know if it's like oh somebody's got a new flavor of mono red sure that's fine i know what that to play against that's like but if it's a hey here's somebody with um with mono white vehicles know how to beat that matchup you yeah. know what what's different against yeah that. okay th- that was my last bit let's okay. go to so do you want to kind of build a list um yeah like for i, I know you're aiming to not overlap too much yeah so
1: like for example i think i would probably go you know like like you said the black white vampires probably for my my mid-range is it phoenix uh as kind of like okay. you know the whatever it is uh then i had like blue green lotus field uh, as like my combo, uh, and then I think maybe for my fast decks that I'd have to be able to beat, I'd go maybe red white heroic, um, just because mm, that's I, a good one. Because I wouldn't, I would, I would love to play auras, but since I'm already doing like the the vampires thing, I think that uh, um, you know might be some overlap with the, the mana base or whatever. So I'd go red white auras, um, and then sorry sorry red white heroic. Well, you could do auras as well though, but uh, um, yeah yeah. Uh, also, I would do black red aggro. So it's not so much that it's RPG. That, that's anymore. definitely a. Uh, yeah.
0: Like there might be some. Yeah, find, find a stock when you like black red something or yeah. other. Yeah. Because that, that definitely shows up and quite a bit. Maybe. Maybe
1: Jund as well, though, yeah. because of
0: the popularity of it right now.
1: Maybe. But I was saying another one, maybe mono green. Maybe mono green. They're kind of like more of a beat down, okay. stompy deck. It's, you know, it's maybe not as fast as, you know, heroic or whatever. It doesn't. Uh, hit as hard as fast but you know it's got some really beefy creatures in there
0: yeah and I, I think winota is another one that we haven't mentioned enough yeah. yet just because if we're talking about um inevitability and speed mm-hmm. and you know, really winota is kind of a question of do you have the interaction mm-hmm. um sometimes that deck can just run you over so the testing against it it's not the best mm-hmm. but at other times it's like hey it you need to address and respect that matchup because yeah. it's a popular deck yeah that has a very very dominant game Mm -hmm. plan if you don't have the correct interaction for it so that wouldn't be a bad one i want you to at least have you know one or two elvish mystic decks because that's a good test for Mm -hmm. for anything you're testing against is do you have interaction the turn one mystic or are they going to run over the game yeah um you also didn't you you didn't include on your list yet but we had mentioned
1: blue white control yeah i would have that that one there okay um, but yeah, any other decks that you think you would include, would you switch that around at all? Does that sound like a good, you know, gauntlet that has, you know, maximizes that sounds pretty your, good. and uh, I
0: think that's looking at that both ways as like, Hey, I'm going to test my deck against all of these. Or if you're like, Hey, I want to sit down with eight people that don't really know Pioneer, but mm-hmm. like magic, those could be fun lists to play against each other. Um, you know, ascendancy might be a little bit more complicated yeah. looking at it from that perspective. Um, you don't have a cocoa list? Like, I could see green-white or black-white humans mm-hmm. being uh, an option, yeah. but maybe yeah. that's uh, may- I, maybe that's
1: not necessary. We've already got uh, yeah. a lot of good things here. I don't know if it's as good. It's good, but I don't know if it's, like, something you would have to, like, test against. Yeah, maybe maybe, I, maybe the best of
0: that kind of deck is still going to be the Winota, mm-hmm. just to see yeah. how people can deal with, uh, you know, the turn one elf, but also things yeah. like Skyclay for uh, Brutal Cathar. Yeah,
1: that's, that's the best, best cocoa deck out there, I think. Even though it's not a Coco deck, yes. Yeah, it is in a Coco deck. I thought it was a Coco deck. Maybe Winoda? No. No. Okay. Never mind.
0: I've tried a lot of crazy things in Winota. I don't think I've tried Coco. All right. Well,
1: I appreciate. Tried once.
0: That was that was fun.
1: Appreciate you letting me b- bounce some ideas off of you today. This really helps me out as someone who's trying absolutely to go from casual to semi—not pro, semi-casual. Hmm. <laughs> So. And hey,
0: if there's ever a deck that you want more reps in, you know, like I said, I'm always, uh, if I'm on my computer, I'm probably got a game in the background yeah. just going like, oh, I'm just going to goldfish this against myself. So yeah. if you guys have a list out there that you really want to throw against a gauntlet, let me know and I'll I'll uh, blast it up against a couple of stock lists mm-hmm. that I've got and see how that goes. Plus, I love just uh, grading people's decks. Yep, yeah, that's good. Uh, the best way to reach us if you want to talk to us is to follow us on twitter at mtg pioneer uh that is a great way to stay in touch with everything going on in pioneer Uh, make sure to also check out the playing pioneer uh, website that's got new articles almost every day it's got a daily poll um that's another great thing to be staying up to date with for
1: pioneer information Mm -hmm. and of course you guys can find me on twitter at uh yo japan hobbyist uh love to hear from you always uh cool to talk about magic the gathering in japan as well so if anything's going on in japan you want to ask me about it feel free uh to drop me a line but hopefully uh, you guys will stop into the discord and uh you know give us some more of your feedback on on uh you know this week's topic about you know building gauntlets and playing gauntlets you know what what have you had uh, experience with or what successes have you had from you know your gauntlets or whatever throw that in the discord you know we'd love to hear from you
0: all right. Perfect. Thank you guys all for listening. We are the First Pioneered Podcast. We look forward to being your go-to source of Pioneer information online. Your first pioneers are grading out.